Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoints Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming at you on December 1st, 2021. Yeah, we made it that far into December 2021. Even with Joe Biden as president, somehow we managed to make it this far. Uh, but before we get into the topics of the show, let me introduce you to our panel. So in our upper left-hand corner today, uh, we have our invisible hand, James Just. He is uh, visible today, helping us out uh, in front. Um, and in our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Evans. Uh, he is a pilot in the state of California. Um, and my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. And just as a side note, uh, Leon, uh, the word is on vacation. So that's the word on him, just so you're not wondering. <laughs> but we hope to have him back next week. Okay, so let's get... guy get to go on vacation. That's a good That's a good question. I yeah, we, we were going to have to have a conversation with Leon when he gets back here. Yeah, well, we, well, we got to ask him how he does that trick. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be his gift to us for the holidays. <laughs> Tell us how that happens. Uh, but anyways, uh, today it's about court trials. Court trials everywhere. It's just trials, trials, trials. And uh, today, uh, you know, uh, one of the most interesting cases uh, uh, coming along is in front of our Supreme Court. Um, it is the case of. Uh, let's see. It's uh, called. Uh, Dobbs versus the Jackson uh, Women's Health Organization, and it is about abortion. And if I could get a visual on that, uh, it show you uh, <clears throat> a little bit on that. Um, essentially, uh, what this case is uh, doing, it uh, uh, deals with um, abortion rights in Mississippi, but of course it will have implications throughout the entire country. Um, it has to do mainly with the fact that the constituency of the uh, justices has changed now. And so we're starting to see some of the impact of uh, Trump's presidency in appointing um, conservative justices. And so this, uh, this challenge has come up um, where Mississippi has passed a state law uh, that essentially restricts uh, a person's right to go get an abortion um, if it's after 15 weeks. Now, there's some other challenges that are coming along, too, in Texas, uh, but uh, this one is going directly after the fact, does the person have the right to an abortion? And so that's what's in front of the Supreme Court right now. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, uh, you know, from a libertarian perspective, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we really have a struggle with this because some people really go after the rights of the unborn. And some people talk about, well, maybe maybe the state should focus on the rights of the people who are, you know, sort of already walking around, I guess. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of where where we're at. And um, what do you guys think about this? I mean, we, we've struggled with abortion before on the show. You guys want to jump in on this? Uh, James, James has got his mute button on. Oh, our invisible hand has gone silent. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. Well, Screaming uh, Eagle, why don't why don't you jump in first? All right. Well, <laughs> gosh, if I have to, um, yeah. So, um, and I, I my cough is a little worse today, but anyway, I'll try to persevere. Well, the um, the thing is that uh, I, you know I, I'm probably more on the rights of the poor, innocent, unborn child. 
uh, over and above the rights of the person that had a lot of fun to get themselves into that situation to begin with. And, uh, you know, so that, that's my inclination. Uh, you know, the, the moral issue of uh, a person, even if it's an unborn person, you know, I, I don't buy into any of that nonsense about, oh, it's just a mass of tissue and all that. It could be anything. It could, could pop out as a horse or, or a cow. Uh, or a dog, you know, I mean, we don't know until uh, some point in time. I mean, I, I've heard the most ridiculous arguments. Um, but, you know, now it, it's a human being from the, the time of the, the first splitting of the, the first uh, um, set of uh, cells. And so and with all the DNA, you know, the eye color and are you going to be good at basketball? Are you going to be good at math? All that kind of stuff's all in there from the get go. And so, uh, you know, so anyway, I mean, that, that's kind of, I'm kind of like in that area. On the other hand, I do recognize that, <clears throat> that people um, are going to do it. Uh, so maybe that goes, falls into, well, why make anything illegal? If people are going to do it, then uh, <coughs> might as well make everything legal. Um, so, uh you know, that I don't know if that's a valid argument on my part, but, uh, you know, I was going to the, the whole state, right? The states can can uh, determine where where they lie on it and then but keep the federal government out of it as kind of where the uh, that argument goes. And <clears throat> that allows for some some flexibility. And, you know, if a, a woman wanted to have an abortion and her state didn't allow it. She could go next, you know, to the state next door and get it done and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what do you think, James? <coughs> well, I think I know how to use the mute button thing now. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, um, well, oddly enough, this is an interesting question because it goes to the role of government. You know, what role does government have in, in determining where society's <clears throat> outcomes go? And, you know, I, I pointed out, a few years ago, during the last uh, mandatory vaccine push, when they wanted to get mandatory vaccines for kids to go to school, I pointed out that this was going to actually end up as an anti-Roe v. Wade case eventually. Because what you've done is you've said that the government has the right to determine what goes on inside your body. And once you determine that the government has that right, it's just a political process until that decides you know, where that right ends and where that line is drawn. And quite frankly, I don't want the political process drawing that right. I am not a fan of abortion. I don't think they should happen. But making them illegal clearly doesn't solve the problem. We've gone down that road before. So, you know, why are we going back down that road? Because we have a we're at a time in in our society where we like to impose our moral codes on other people. And I, you know, I think really, if we want to get down to brass tacks, that's where it is. We're talking about court cases. I just read this morning, Jason, that. Um, Someone who was born with spina bifida sued the doctor who performed the delivery and won like $21 million in the UK for, mm. for delivering the baby. Wow. So it actually goes both ways. There can be the other argument is that if you're, you know, are you, if you're giving birth to someone who's got a severe birth defect, you know, are you committing your own moral violation? Mm. I don't know where we draw these lines. And I, but I do know that politicians and courts are not the place to do it. That's what I do know. Yeah, and you know, that is one thing I think as a, as a libertarian, you know, that the grayer the area is, why not let people figure it out for themselves? I, I just, you know, you know, it's certainly, uh, you know, 
most of us would have a problem if you have an infant there and somebody saying, hey, let's tear that infant apart. But, you know, is that I, I guess the, the problem is, is that you're you're going into somebody else's body to make these decisions, uh, you know, about a life that may, you know, it may be just a few weeks old, um, you know, and, and I, you know, if, or, or if if we're going to give the same weight to that life at, say, three weeks, four weeks, does that mean, too, then that we have to try people for manslaughter and murder at the same, you know, uh, extent if somebody, you know, accidentally gets killed that way? I, you know, it just seems to me there's so much gray area here to, to put bright legislative lines around. It just seems, I, I don't know, not really in the spirit of liberty to me, but that, you know, I can definitely see, though, how somebody can take a principled stand on protecting, you know, what they see as a human life as well. Oh, sorry. No. Are you are you saying you don't envy the Supreme Court's position or situation <laughs> right now? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, this is one of the things that they're struggling with, too, because not only is it an issue of principle on what's the right answer on this or not, but they also have to uh, weigh in, uh, you know, the the idea of overturning uh, earlier justices as well. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's always a challenging thing as well. So it's, uh, uh, you know, I believe they call that the stare decisis, I guess, you know, where uh, if it's past law, you know, unless they have a really good reason, you're supposed to sort of go along with it. So. Um, you know, so anyways, that's that's kind of one of the things that's uh, in front of the court at the moment on this. But, yeah, I definitely, you know, really see the point that James was talking about. And I was trying to make the, this point to people as well on the left uh, when this this whole idea of, of, of forced vaccinations, you know, came along. Because, you know, the idea that once you say that the, the government has a right to go inside your body, you know, regardless of whether this is a life or not, if let's suppose the majority just decides we don't want abortions regardless of whether we consider this human life. You know, maybe there's some who knows what the reason is. Well, at that point, you know, it's whatever the majority wants. They have the right to go inside your body, you know. So I, I really, you know, uh, think that that's a, that's a critical line and you know, to keep the government out of, you know, right at that spot. So anyways, uh, uh, you guys have any other thoughts on the uh, uh, abortion issue or are we ready to abort this issue? <laughs> 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 that's that's a terrible transition there jason <laughs> well maybe, maybe we can abort that transition in the editing <laughs> we know it's funny but we've had a ton of cases going on you know recently and you know rittenhouse was you know certainly had everybody focused but there's been a lot of other high profile stuff in the uh in the courts as well and uh one of those uh is the Ahmad Arbery trial, and so that uh, is is actually a case of uh, uh, a lot of you are aware of where a, a verdict was. Oh, I'm out of order on my uh, court cases here. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, the the Ahmad Arbery trial. And so that is a case where uh, three white men were, uh, you know, uh, essentially convicted of chasing down a black man who. Uh, they thought was guilty of uh, robbing their houses, or they, they suspected him of robbing uh, one of their empty houses. They had him on video uh, trespassing in the house, um, but they didn't actually have the evidence to show, I believe, that he had actually 
stolen from the house. And they had them multiple times too, uh, you know, on video trespassing. Um, so, uh, you know, these guys, they, they saw him, that he was there on video. And so they, they got in their trucks, they went out and they chased the guy down and they were armed and a struggle ensued. And, uh, you know, Ahmad Arbery wound up being killed in the struggle uh, as the firearm went off. <clears throat> and so this, uh, I, I find this to be an incredibly sad case. I know there's an awful lot of people on the left who, you know, thought this was a case of a lynching and they're really happy to see these three guys go to jail. And, um, you know, there's some people on the right, I guess, who, you know, weren't uh, as happy with this. My, my main problem with this whole case is that, you know, the, these guys, you know, they, they, they accidentally killed this guy, but it's not like they were knocking over a liquor store when they did it. I mean, they literally had some cause to suspect that the guy had done something on their property, whether that means they should have, you know, stopped him armed <laughs> is, is, is the problem, right? They, they, they tried to stop him. He didn't have any stolen goods on him and, you know, and now the guy's dead. So clearly they have culpability in this whole thing. But, you know, this isn't quite the case either of, you know, somebody who just happens to accidentally shoot the liquor store owner while they're robbing the store either. <laughs> and they didn't intend to do it. This is a case where they were actually, you know, might otherwise have been seen as as positive people in their community. So I just I just find it an incredibly sad case. But, you know, <clears throat> these guys, I think, probably had some culpability. What do you guys think of this case? Uh, I'll just say that I'd convict the guy in the middle just for the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'm happy for the outcome of this one uh, because, uh, you know, I mean, people with firearms for self-defense need to uh, stop hunting down people that might have taken property, in my opinion, my, my humble opinion. And, and I mean, it's it's none of that is within the law of self-defense. So <clears throat> when you hunt somebody down and you 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 try to you, you pretend you're a police officer you know, if, what about calling the police you know hey uh, you know we're following this guy and we think he stole something from us we've got video evidence can you come and, and help us out i mean wh wh whatever happened to that uh no but they gotta <clears throat> try to arrest him which you know for most people you know you see somebody with a gun coming after you well you know, some people are going to surrender and some people are going to run and some people are going to fight. And, you know, this guy fought and uh, then he, you know, the struggle ensued. The shotgun went off and now you got a dead guy. OK, so now <laughs> these three guys that instigated the whole thing, essentially, I mean, you know, you, you can't say that the, the guy instigated the, the crime because it's property crime. <clears throat> so it wasn't a a crime of that that called for self-defense is what I'm saying, and and we need we need to you know people that own firearms need to to educate themselves and stop this kind of nonsense. What do you think, James? Well, I think people who have a a tool that can cause great destruction, whether it's a gun or a mm -hmm. car, you must mm -hmm. be extra responsible for it, right? I've been a driver, a, a professional driver for a long time, and you know. Driver safety, your job is not actually to deliver packages or to drop your passenger off. Your job is to do that safely. You know, it's your safety is actually the first thing, because if you get in an accident, whatever efficiency you've you've created is out the window. You've blown it up. One accident blows out whatever efficiency you've done for years out the window. The cost efficiency is done. And the same thing is with the firearm. You cannot 
There is no room for error. Whether it's these guys or Alec Baldwin or anybody else, you have no room for error. So you depend on your processes. And these guys clearly didn't depend on their processes. You can't go off chasing people down and then say, well, I'm the victim. Well, no, you created the problem. Yeah. And I, I would say that there's there's at least a tiny bit of problem that was created by Ahmad Arbery and the fact that he was trespassing, but it, it didn't rise to the level of him being confronted with a weapon out in the middle of the street. So, no, and so. if you're going to do that, then yeah. you've got to pay the consequences. If, so, if something goes wrong, you have to understand that you are going to pay the consequences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the guy with the gun could have had a badge, too, um, which would have been a lot better for everybody involved. Uh, maybe not. Ahmad, he might have been killed by the cop. Who knows? But, but at least um, you know, at least these three, three citizens. Well, now everybody's a citizen. Cops are citizens. Uh, military are citizens. These guys are citizens. I meant um, these kind of guys that uh, really shouldn't put themselves in harm's way for over property. You know, and then the guy doesn't have anything. Um, but you know, they they shouldn't do that. I mean. Uh, I don't do it. I have insurance for loss of property. And um, so uh, that, that's that's the way I look at it. Well, you know, going from this case that it's, was racially charged and, and was an actual real issue that happened here. Uh, let's go to another case that uh, has a high infusion of race in it. Uh, and uh, that is the um, uh, Jesse Smollett case. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, this is sort of like a deja vu all over again type of thing. Um, but uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, if you recall, he was the actor who in um, uh, in Chicago uh, who had gone out and claimed that uh, he was jumped by some people who, who said, hey, this is MAGA country in the middle of the night in Chicago. And um, <laughs> they, they had attacked him apparently. And uh, uh, so he tried to uh, uh, call the police and, and have them come and investigate. And when, when the police showed up, and this is an <laughs> image, he actually uh, apparently had the noose wrapped around his neck. So when the police came, they could see that there was actually a noose wrapped around his neck. And in this particular case, this is just a, a you know Google search of the images. Uh, but you can see, uh, uh, you know, they, they've sort of blotted out his face. But he's walking around his apartment, uh, still wearing the noose when the police showed up. <laughs> So, um, anyways, uh, that that was uh, sort of uh, what was at stake. But he had gone claiming this was the case, and it turned out that uh, the people who he claimed he was attacked by turned out they were paid by him early on. At least that's what uh, uh, seemed to come out in the evidence. Uh, and uh, the case sort of got dismissed a little bit, I guess. It seemed it sounded like that was what the prosecutor was going to do. Um, but then it turned out there may have been some corruption there. And so now it's flat back in the uh, uh, in the courts again. And um, and uh, the uh, the guys he paid to attack him, now he's, he's trying to claim that, oh, they were just attacking anyways. And, and, and he didn't actually pay them to attack him. <laughs> they paid him for, for health training or something else. So anyways, what do you guys have to think about this, uh, this crazy case? Uh-oh, oh, Tim, well, you're, you're muted. I'm looking at the lady in the lower left corner that looks like Elvira, mistress of the dark, that he's uh, got his arm around there. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if he dated, dated this lady, but uh, Tim, uh, point, points for him uh, for that one. Tim, Tulsi's going to be jealous is what's going to happen right there. 
Yeah, who, who is <laughs> Tulsi's going to be jealous when she finds oh. out that you're? Yeah, when you find out you're you're looking, your eyes are straying too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, it, it just happens. I can't help. It. I have mixed feelings about this whole thing. To be honest, it's one I I don't particularly like using the justice system for this kind of thing. Right? It you know, slap yeah. the guy in the wrist to give him a ticket, make him go down and punch a thing for a couple. You know, I I just it seems like a waste of money. Right? The guy got embarrassed publicly, nationally. And so, but at the same time, you know, it created a, a big kerfuffle nationally, you know, during that period of time. And so there is some culpability for that. He should have to pay, but I'm not entirely sure it's judicial. So I have mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it does seem to me that, you know, when it, it, there was a couple of things at play here, one was that he was, uh, uh, you know, using up the police's time, you know, for something that appeared to be just his own uh, uh, something to get himself in the media. But the other thing was he, he was really stirring up this whole, uh, you know, r racial strife that we have in the country right now. And it just, uh, you know, gosh, if, if that's not a crime, it seems like it should be. I mean, my gosh, he tried to claim that he was in Chicago. He was jumped by people who were wearing Trump hats, essentially. And it turned out they were just guys paid by him. And, you know, this is in a, in a, almost a tinderbox that we're on right now with these trials like Ahmaud Arbery, uh, the Rittenhouse trial uh, uh, that just uh, happened, uh, where there's just so much racial strife. And to have some guy who's an actor who's doing well, but he decided he needed to do better and needed to be uh, more the center of attention and, and you know, so just creating this, this uh, uh, you know, victimization. Uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess... Uh, uh, there's a lot of Democrats that I know that would be guilty of that stirring up racial strife uh, charge. Yeah. Well, that's why I have the mixed feelings because, you know, he did, he created a lot of angst, if nothing else, or a lot of consternation, a lot of discussion. You know, a lot of people got angry at each other over this whole issue. And so, you know, you, you do feel like someone should pay some kind of a price for that, but I don't know. I have, you know, my, the libertarian in me comes out. So I hate using the judicial, judicial system for these kind of things. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. I, one of these things, I'm glad I don't have to make this decision, you know, yet. Until someone starts electing me, I don't have to make these decisions. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I was hoping we'd have time for the uh, Maxwell trial, but uh, there's so much involved in that. I, th I think maybe we ought to. I'll skip that. Uh, Tim, is the good guys with gun segment something we could squeeze in in a few minutes, or? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, I awesome. got it. Let's go for <clears> that. There you go. Good guys. With okay, guns. we got we got something recent here. This happened Monday of this week, uh, and uh, in Illinois, Illinois, some somewhere was Illinois woman was fortunate. This is a good gal with gun, with a gun uh, to have <clears throat> to have a gun when a car tracker put a gun in her face. A woman fought back and fired her own gun when a would-be carjacker pointed a gun at her outside a bank in Roseland on Monday afternoon. So um, <clears throat> the woman fired at the carjacker when he approached her at gunpoint just as she was getting into her car in the parking lot of the Chase Bank <clears throat> on Michigan Avenue. Hours later, hours later, a bullet casing from the shots the woman fired remained lying on the ground. I guess they didn't have any reloaders out there willing to jump in and pull that up for reloading. But anyway, the woman said she had just left the bank and had some cash in her hand. 
But before she could get to her car, parked a few feet from the front door of the bank, she said someone else opened her front door and, and a gun was aimed at her head. Thank God I had my gun or I'd probably be dead right now, the woman said. She doesn't know if she hit the suspect or not, but that doesn't really matter. The point of having a gun is to protect your life or the life of another, not to necessarily kill the bad guy, uh, which I agree. That's it. Mm. Okay. So Tim, did, did she, uh, did she pull the gun out then, uh, uh, after a shot in the car or before she got in the car? Was that, uh, you know, uh it, it really didn't say, but that's going mm. on. Yeah. If she would have had the gun on her when she was in the bank, that takes a lot of guts to walk into a bank with a gun, even if it's concealed, I guess people do it probably quite often, but <clears throat> That's uh, but anyway, it sounds like what happened because, uh, you know, then then when she came out, <clears throat> she she was able to access the gun unless it was lying on the <clears throat> floor inside the car or something like that, which is dumb. But anyway, there you have it. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, I guess a, a crime thwarted. Okay, well, yep. uh, going to our knucklehead noise patrol. Uh, this week, uh, we have um, our usual suspect, <laughs> Biden's back uh, uh, at us with a travel ban again. So uh, this uh, uh, this time, um, you know, he's he's decided that there's uh, with the Omicron virus uh, that there is a uh, big you know threat, I guess, uh, you know, apparently bigger than Delta, bigger than the last threat. I, I think we're going to keep seeing these giant threats coming <laughs> no matter what. But uh, but he's decided that we need to shut down travel. So he decided last Friday and he decided he'd make it take effect on a Monday. And so apparently it was that urgent that it had to, you know, wait the weekend for it to go into effect. Uh, but um, he, he decided to do that. And the funny thing is, though, with this whole thing is is uh, uh, back when Trump had uh, been president and he had put a travel ban on China, um, and this was back in February 1st, 2020, what uh, uh, Biden's response to that was, he tweeted out, um, uh, we need uh, to lead the way with science, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, and fear-mongering. So that's what he said about Trump's travel ban. <laughs> but for some reason, um, you know, when Biden does it, it's uh you know it's a-okay it's not racist you know it's it's uh just uh good presidenting um you guys have any any thoughts on that oh well we know these travel bans don't work they just found this morning that there's already it's the i don't know the transformer virus is already here in in california they did they already discovered that this morning so we know travel bans don't work there it's the the symptom of we have to do something so we're gonna do something Right. That's what we've done. It's just more of the same. Well, uh, apparently, um, uh, om, what is it? Omnic, Omnicron or whatever. That's that's a Greek letter. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's supposedly a Greek letter. And what it uh, it's a mathematical. Um, funny, they named it that it's a it's a mathematical thing that says output is limited even when the inputs grow to infinity which goes, uh, which parallels, I mean, they named it what uh, James has just described. So no matter what your input is, like travel bans or, or trillions and trillions of dollars, 
eventually you know, the output is limited what you what you can gain from it of course it doesn't stop the government from putting unlimited inputs but anyway that that's what so that they really they call it the big o notation uh and um a lot of algorithms use it and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. That at least they named it pr appropriately, which they always do. Uh, you, you know, well they they name them opposite of what they are usually. This this one they they actually named it what it really is. But <clears throat> well, well, what's old, funny about that too is the letter right in front of the alphabet in that is Xi, which is spelled Xi, which is quite frankly the president of China's name. And somehow they jumped from Delta to Omicron and completely missed that one. So oh my God. I don't know, man. maybe a little assist from Biden to President Xi, I don't know. But uh, th that's all the time we have today in our show. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and we hope you'll join us for the next one. Until then, stay free. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty on Monday at 5.30 p.m. and the Libertarian Counterpoint Show on Thursday at 8 p.m. Also on YouTube, Facebook, and podcasts everywhere. We invite you to come again next week for the Libertarian Counterpoint Productions.